What's good, gang? We're back for another episode of Token Talk. Welcome back. Thanks for joining me again on another Monday. Uh, we're going to talk about something that uh, is pretty dividing, but also uh, brings a lot of people together. <laughs> we'll talk about politics, folks. Good old politics. Now, uh, imagine if someone told you 20 years ago that someone... You know, someone someone just said that we'd have a black president. And then they said, right after that black president, we're going to have Donald Trump. How many of y'all would have said, motherfucker, you crazy? <laughs> I'm guessing probably all of y'all, at least most of y'all. But when you start to realize how politics work, you can see kind of how we got here. The presidential race of 2016 really got people to start waking up more to the idea that we need a fucking change. Uh, so before we talk about that change, we're going to talk about these, you know, candidates that we have, if that's what you want to fucking call them. Uh, fucking jokes is what I call them, but this is our options, folks. <laughs> uh, over in the red corner, we got uh, the old clown-ass egomaniac Donald Trump. Uh, I mean, excuse me, Donald Trump. Um, and in the blue corner, we got good old boy Mr. Where the Fuck Am I At, Joe Biden. Uh, guys, uh, I can't express how sad this shit is. <laughs> it's really sad. Uh, that this is the best we can put up. Th this is this is this is it, guys. This is uh, the creme de la creme for us. <laughs> it's fucking sad, and uh, this is not good for the future. I'm I'm just gonna you know kind of say that this is not a good thing for our future. Um, but you know we're here and we got to deal with it. So, <sighs> fuck, yeah, ah, God damn it. <laughs> uh, first up, we're going to talk about old man Joe, <laughs> the, uh, the Dems golden boy. Um, you know, he's basically the, the reason why I believe the Dems put him in there is that he's, he, he's the guy that could keep the Democrats where they're at. You know, he's going to keep the same old bullshit going. He's gonna keep the same old, you know, bullshit proposed policies that they propose and nothing ever gets done. But we'll see, you know. You know, I, I, I say proposed policies because at the end of the day, action and implementation is what actually matters. And at this point, I'm not too confident in uh, these politicians' implementations or their actions. Uh, as far as these policies go. Um, so let's just go into a few of Joe's, you know, proposed policies, see where his viewpoints are, see where he stands on some things. And uh, then we'll go over old Donald Trump. So first up, Joe, uh, one thing that I can say that I did support that he's talking about is the uh, ending of cash bail system. Uh, the cash bail system 
is obvious. It, it it literally disproportionately affects low income Americans because at the end of the day they don't have the cash to get bailed out. So what ends up happening is they end up taking those plea deals a lot. I think it's like eighty percent of cases are plead pleaded down. That's a something that should be talked about, you know. They get plead down out of desperation. Even if the person's fucking innocent, they just know that if I don't take this plea, I'm gonna stay in jail. So it entices people a lot to just take the plea and just say fuck it. Or remain in jail, which no one wants to fucking do. And that's one thing like that I've seen firsthand, like how many people that are broke go to jail and they get slapped with these crazy bail bonds. And then you see this rich kid that gets released on his own reconnaissance. <laughs> and it, it's it's insane how much that happens, and it happens quite often. Hopefully we can, you know, see a change of that if old Biden gets in office. But as I said, implementation and action are needed. So we got to see both of those, Mr. Joe, before I can actually, you know, respect what you're saying. Uh, Another thing he's trying to do as far as the whole crime, uh, crime and justice department is eliminating those fucking mandatory minimums that I talked about on last episode. Uh, that 1986 laws, you know, if you can remember, it affected the black and Hispanic communities much harder. So eliminating these can help maybe balance that whole inequality in the prison system. I don't know if that's going to do it, but it could. Not anything... Not, I can't, you know, say that it's going to be a fix-all. But it's steps, and that's what we got to do. We got to take steps to fix these fucking problems. Uh, And another thing with that is what it's also going to do is also review a lot of cases that people got hit with under those mandatory minimums. So a lot of those people that got hit in the cocaine, the cocaine 80s, the crack epidemic, that got hit with those, you know, three strikes and those mandatory minimums. Now they can get a chance if this is implemented uh, to actually get out of prison. So that's definitely a good thing. You know, some guys have been in prison for 25 years on a cocaine charge, and I think that's kind of bullshit. Um, so I mean, that would be a great change. Um, next up, we'll go into his his financial policies. Uh, one of the things he wants to do is to raise the minimum wage. Yeah, the minimum wage is its a pretty heated topic because of uh, just the rising cost of living, wages staying stagnant. So obviously something needs to change if you know cost of living is going up. You can't keep the wages at where they're at. Or else people will inevitably, like they are, become homeless, you know, so on and so forth. So he he is pushing for this, as Bernie did last election cycle, and he's picking up steam from there. But 
I'm not going to say I agree with the $15 federal minimum. Here's why. I'm more on uh, Andrew Yang's mindset when it comes to this. He was uh, one of the only ones that proposed that states be the one that mandate uh, mandate this minimum. The reason why I agree with him is because if you don't know, I don't know where the fuck you've been. If you don't know, the cost of living is different state to state. Like, say, like here in Colorado, it's a lot more expensive than it is in North Carolina. And in California, it's more expensive than it is here in Colorado and in Hawaii, so on and so forth. Uh, so, I mean, states being able to mandate that, I think, is a better idea when you think about, you know, Arkansas, which has the lowest cost of living, where the average house, uh, average cost is $128,000. That's fucking dirt cheap. That's a down payment in California. Uh, but then you consider Hawaii, where, you know, the average home is $1,100,000. I think you got to consider differences in those two states, just, you know, based off of that. That's a huge fucking gap. Yeah, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's a fucking million-dollar gap. <laughs> that's a pretty significant gap when you're considering, you know, mandatory minimum wages in certain states. Federally, I don't think $15 will really, you know, save Hawaiians that much. But who knows? I could be wrong. I'm not a fucking economist. Uh, but, yeah, I definitely am more on the, the Yang, Yang gang with that one as far as uh, letting states, letting states uh, mandate that. Um, and definitely the states that, like, like California, New York, Hawaii, those really expensive states, they are the ones that really should, like, sit down, break shit down, and figure shit out, because the cost of living is just fucking ridiculous. Uh, so, now, another part of the financial, and a very heated topic over the last, mm, I'd say about four to six years, is uh, reparations. Now, let me start by saying... I'm for reparations. And not because I'm going to fucking come up and get rich. Hell, I won't get any. Uh, my family's Kenyan. I'm Kenyan through and through. I was the first one born here in the States. So my ancestors weren't over here being slaves. So I wouldn't get any under what they're proposing for uh, reparations. So I have no dog in the fight as far as getting any money. But I do understand you know, the plight that black people went through back in the day. And, you know, at the end of the day, many generations have, like, earned off the backs of, you know, blacks. White generations, excuse me, white generations have earned off the backs of blacks. I think it's only fair that, you know, you kind of give some of that back. <laughs> think, you know... They kind of earned it in the fields. Just saying. Uh, but old Joe is still a little wishy-washy on this. He has not endorsed any kind of reparations bill. Or, you know, he, he kind of brushes the, the subject up aside when he's asked about it. Uh, he has, uh, well, he hasn't said it. 
his campaign has said that they would consider studying it like a lot of the other candidates that were running said but once again he hasn't said shit about it he dodges the question he kind of he says ridiculous answers sometimes when he asks when he's asked so i don't really fucking trust him on that one at all <laughs> um so now we'll move on to education and this is another one that i agree with him on um it's it's the fact that charter schools have been growing and studies continually show that it destroys the public education system is is maddening to me but joe wants to stop that he wants to slow the charter school growth and focus on public education he also wants to uh do two years of college for free basically associate's degree which i'm i'm you know i'm for you know pursuing anything higher yeah i mean you come off of it come off a little money uh that's i don't find that to be unfair to pay a little extra for a little extra education um he does also want to expand the student debt relief program so i mean that would help with a lot of those people that got fucked over way back when i got a lot of those friends i was lucky enough not to be one of them uh but you know, I, I know a lot of people that got fucked over by student debt and still are being fucked over by student debt. I know someone that, you know, has paid thousands of dollars and they, they got like, they, like the company moved and then something got, something happened and their rate went up and then now they still owe the same amount after paying thousands. It's like, how the fuck does that even make sense? So, I mean, expanding that program is definitely needed, uh, but I am not for completely eliminating student debt. I think that's kind of fucking crazy. It would also have a lot of economic effects that you know we can't determine right away, and the ones that we can determine, we have seen, can be quite negative. So I mean, I'm not for that 100%. Just eliminating it. Um, he's also for boosting teacher pay, which is extremely fucking important. These teachers don't make nearly enough. Unless you're working in one of these fucking like rich charter schools, you're not making enough if you're a teacher. It's a fucking joke. That shit needs to change immediately. The shit that they have to deal with is, oof. I couldn't deal with it, <laughs> especially elementary school. Holy shit! <laughs> Uppercut one of them kids. Bah! <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, teachers. Uh, definitely need some fucking some assistance. The amount of strikes that you saw last year and the year before of teachers just, you know, complaining about, or excuse me, not complaining, protesting their just shitty wages, their shitty class, or just shitty quality of education system overall, just lack of any kind of help they're getting is, is just crazy that, uh, you know, one of the leading countries in the world is allowing that to happen. But hopefully this can change it. Uh, so now th this next one I'm going to talk about, this was kind of confusing. So now this one was confusing because, and I'm surprised he hasn't been called out for it. So at the beginning of Biden's campaign, 
he aligned his thoughts with, I think, pretty much the majority of the Dems. Uh, they basically promised to curb the unlimited campaign funding shit and to do away with super PACs. But funny thing is, is Joe is, yeah, he's getting a lot of fucking money from Super PAC. And, yeah, it's kind of weird. But, uh, yeah, I'm surprised no one has you know, asked him about that and about how he wasn't going to do that, but yet he's still doing it, and I'm doing it at a fucking super high clip. So, I mean... Once again, proposals are good. Implementation, that's where, you know, politicians are lacking. As you can see, Joe had a good talk game, but he did not implement what he said he was going to fucking do. So, uh, yeah, Joe, tighten the fuck up, bro. Um, so, this next one I'm going to get to is probably, I would say, the number one or two or three most debated and heated subject in the U.S. today. Guns and gun control. Um, so, funny thing about this one is is uh, many conservatives think that Dems are just coming to get your guns. They're coming for your guns. <laughs> but even though Joe has expressed that, he's not going to do that. Like, that's not on their agenda. They're not taking any fucking guns away. That's uh, not even proposed by him. Uh, his proposed policies on guns and gun control are uh, he wants to uh, get a universal background check going. He wants the National Gun Registry. And he wants to do an assault rifle buyback program. I'm um, for all of those. Um, the excuse me, the uh, buyback program, I doubt will fucking render much. <laughs> but uh, the other two, the background check and the National Gun Registry are definitely, definitely important. I mean, uh, I mean, the background check one, that's obvious. And, you know, gun registry, while, you know, criminals won't register their guns, we're not worried about the criminals when we're talking about laws and policies, guys. So, they're not included in this talk. Those guys are criminals. They break the laws and policies, so we don't care about them <laughs> when we're talking about this. Uh, one one of the things that he didn't address, and I think is, uh, I don't actually haven't heard any fucking candidates ever really address it, which is kind of surprising. Um, I want I want some kind of expansion or or just some kind of uh, implementation of a required mandatory type training and safety courses. You know, put in an amount of hours. Cause I mean, you you the fact that you know you a lot of states don't require anything, like nothing. You just get a gun, is fucking crazy. That thing's a fucking weapon that can kill people. Like, you, you have to take a test for a driving test. You got to do all these things for all these other things, but a gun, come on. You got to, that's something that should be federally mandated. You have to, every state has to require this amount of my hours of training and safety courses, point blank. 
Like that could help a lot because there's plenty of accidental shootings. There's plenty of people that just don't know how to handle a gun and shoot themselves. Like it's it's so much of that shit going on that that could be curbed by just some safety courses and some you know training that can really help. Because I've seen plenty of fucking people just online with their guns fucking around and don't know what they're doing. So yeah, we definitely need that. And, you know, I'm one of those people that believe we can have guns in this country, but be safe about it. And we also don't need, you know, accessibility to all these weapons. You know, if you're talking about your Second Amendment to protect yourself, to protect your loved ones, it doesn't take certain guns to do that. So that whole talk of, yo, it's my right. Stop it. Don't don't bring up second amendment like my right to militia you should really do your fucking research and, and, and get the whole quote from George Washington about militias and what he was talking about cause a lot of you people just misquote and don't even understand what the fuck they even said cause if you knew you would know that George Washington and a lot of the framers were not about you fucking silly dumbasses having guns <laughs> um but uh yeah that's definitely a topic that's just going to be constantly debated and I don't see it dying down anytime soon um so this next one is another you know huge topic just because it has you know just the longest term effects healthcare um it's a huge topic of discussion as well with the Trump administration just because you know the Trump administration is trying to reverse uh, the Affordable Care Act. So what Biden's basically doing is he's trying to expand it. So a lot of the things that Trump did away with, he's going to you know bring back and expand. Um, one of the things that does kind of stand out for me is his abortion stance. Um He's, he's talked about limits on abortion and I mean he's you know he's a religious dude back in the day he he wasn't about it so I mean he definitely is you know I I don't know if he's you know completely gonna be supportive of Planned Parenthood but I mean uh, he's a Democrat Democrats have supported it so I mean more than likely he's gonna support it um but yeah, there's gonna be limits, and the limits that they've talked about are obvious limits that are needed. You know, third trimester, so on and so forth. Um, but uh, also improving Affordable Care Act while expanding it, because let's face it, Obama did not do a great job. <laughs> um, but he didn't do a fucking just completely horrible job. It did help a lot of people. And uh, he also wants to do uh, do something to reduce the cost of drugs so that, you know, it can be similar to the other developed countries that have drugs that are significantly lesser than ours. So, I mean, it's one of those things that uh, when you see people paying these crazy amounts for, like, insulin and just these other drugs, that's something that definitely needs to change because it's just robbing people fucking blind for something that does not cost a lot to produce. So it's just, it's just robbery at that point. 
and the pharmaceutical companies have been getting away with it for years. So, I mean, it's uh, it's definitely something that needs to be addressed and hopefully handled. And he needs to address the fucking pharmaceutical companies. Those fucking crooked fucks need some kind of addressing because they're pieces of shit. Excuse me. This water's so goddamn good. Um, uh, so, let's get to another heated topic. Immigration. Uh, <laughs> immigration is definitely a heated topic uh, amongst the uh, Donald Trump supporters. <laughs> um, they fucking hate immigrants, <laughs> is basically what I'm saying. Uh, Biden's views are pretty aligned with what the Dems have been saying for a while. Uh, they want to keep DACA in place, keep it strong, uh, keep you know current immigration laws on the books. Um, I think you know I think we we should reevaluate some things in some of the laws uh, as far as you know people uh, seeking amnesty and just running from shitty situations. Um, we should definitely try harder to you know help those people but also we gotta vet them so I guess it's not an easy task but uh yeah with with Trump you know their whole thing is we don't want immigrants <laughs> even though a lot of those states really <laughs> depend on immigrants so I mean it's it's crazy that they would say that but you know they're fucking dumb um but uh, yeah, that that one's a one that I can go on for days as far as immigration. Um, oh, let's let's go back to let's take it back to last week. Let's talk about some marijuana again. <laughs> uh, so this one's this one's kind of one I want to question Biden and many of the Dems because they're fucking retarded. Just excuse me, not. Just, just dumbass point of view. It just doesn't make fucking sense. Um, <laughs> so Joe and most of the Democrats, they want to do away with all marijuana convictions. And they're basing that on new knowledge of the drug and because they, like, they know that the schedule was fucking ridiculous. But they stop there. He doesn't advocate for federal legalization. Like, like like hemp was, you know, it was, it was taken off of the control. It was removed from the Controlled Substances Act, making it federally legal. It's just going to be regulated. And the fact that they know, based on knowledge, and they know that the schedule was fucking ridiculous, but they're still not for federal legal. It just blows my mind. Like, how does that fucking make sense? You know that it's not, you know it's not doing anything. And with all the knowledge that, you know, we have on federal legalization, it just makes sense to just fucking do it, man. And I'm not saying that because I smoke weed. I'm saying that because it's just fucking logical. <laughs> if alcohol, you know, the thing that kills thousands of people annually is fucking legal and regulated, then how the fuck is weed that doesn't kill any fucking one annually, how is that illegal? And, and how is it not treated the exact same way as alcohol? It's just, 
it's wild to me. But, you know, as I've shown you last week, we're quite hypocritical and fucking dumb when it comes to marijuana in this country. <laughs> but I digress. <laughs> um, let's just move on to... Uh, oh, this next one is is uh, is an interesting one. So, defense spending. I fucking disagree with this one. Huge. Huge. Fucking huge. Because he wants to increase defense spending. Um, the last budget, uh, the last defense appropriations bill was 1.4 billion, no, one four, ugh, excuse me, 1.4 trillion. So, I don't get adding to any of that. Um, you know, considering so many of the other sectors of government that are just being fucking hit from infrastructure to education. I mean, I just don't understand how you'd want to advocate more money being given to something that we're already wasting a fuck ton of money on. Like, the amount of shit that we spent money on that we don't even use is, it's fucking annoying. Um, and one of the ones I'm kind, I'm divided on, and, you know, I, I I got plenty of military friends, and I, I talk to them a lot, and this is why I'm kind of divided on it. Uh, one of the things that he wants to do is keep the troops deployed in the Middle East. You know, on one hand, I think we need to get the fuck out of there. You know, leave those damn people alone. Let them do, you know, let them do their thing. But, then I remember all the fucking damage we've done over there. Like, we've fucked it up so much that I think we owe them, you know, we owe it to them to fix some of the shit first before we get the fuck out of there. And I think that's what we need to focus on, you know, fixing the shit that we fucked up, and then, yeah, get the fuck out of there, let those people, you know, do their thing, and, you know, stop letting the oil fucking control the shit we do here, assholes. <laughs> um, uh, so now on to taxes. Um, I mean, the Dems are pretty aligned on this. Pretty much all of them are on the same boat. Uh, they, they all pretty much proposed capital gains tax increases. Uh, an increase on corporate tax rates and an overall increase on taxes on the wealthy. So basically they, they, they come in for you rich motherfuckers is basically what the Dems are saying. They, you got money? Let me get that. <laughs> but, I mean, at the end of the day, uh, you know, the, the, the corporate taxes, come on. I think we can all agree they're getting away with a little too much. <laughs> you got to come off some of that money. Uh, another thing, tax the fucking churches. I'm sick of these motherfuckers. I'm sick of these motherfuckers not getting taxed. Fuck them. Tax the shit out of these fucking pricks. Like, are you kidding me? They're just, especially the Catholic church, those motherfuckers. You should tax them double. <laughs> like, those... Dirty motherfuckers. 
<laughs> Tax all that shit. And I guarantee you we could really fix a lot of problems by that one little thing. <laughs> but we'll talk about that one day. Don't worry. Um, uh, so on to trade. Uh, this is one that uh, has the support from a lot of people. But uh, the one criticism a lot of people have is this laxed, you know, kind of chill attitude towards China. He's uh, he's expressed that he's you know he's not he's not really stressing them too much, and you know he has he has confidence in the U.S. worker and the U.S. industries, so he's not he's not fucking stressing those motherfuckers, even though I mean it's kind of showing that you should kind of stress them a little bit. They 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 some. Some slick motherfuckers. <laughs> they will steal the shit out of your intellectual property. But uh yeah, Joe Joe ain't worried about it. He ain't stressing that shit. He must be smoking some weed. Um <laughs> He uh he also wants to do a revised version of the uh USMCA, which is the United States Mexico Canada Agreement. It's basically it's what replaced NAFTA. Uh and, you know, both sides of Congress pretty much uh, are in agreement with this. So, I mean, it's got support on both ends. So, I mean, more than likely that's going to be revised regardless of who the candidate is. Um, Biden is also against the silly-ass tariff, you know, to put pressure on other countries. That's just been shown that it's not, it's not working. Tariffs aren't working. They're hurting us more than they're helping us. So, I mean, that's definitely something I agree with wholeheartedly. Um, but, yeah, I mean, th- that that's just a small overview of some of Joe's, you know, proposals and policies and all that stuff. And, you know, he, he's gotten some blowback from the environmental community for, you know, not really addressing much besides you know, oil and drilling. But, you know, he, he hasn't really... He hasn't really, like, talked to the people that he needs to. Um, He needs to start talking to the person that I know he fucking hates, uh, AOC. Even though a lot of her ideas are, you know, got a lot of pushback, she does have some good ideas. She does have some fresh ideas. So he's got to, you know, put that hate aside and talk to people like her, even if he hates her to death. And I don't know why I'd hate her. She's fucking beautiful and smart. Uh, <laughs> uh, I haven't really heard much about, you know, his views towards the LGBT community, LGBTQ community, except for, you know, when he's, you know, just asked directly. Um, but I know he does support same-sex marriage. Um, he changed his views, uh, I think, back in, like, 2012. And his campaign hasn't you know, announced a lot of protections. So I'm pretty sure he's aligning towards a lot of support towards them. But once again, implementation. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I have many gripes, you know, with Biden from the crime bill to the, you know, his obvious support to the whole neoliberalism fucking new age takeover that's just continued for years um I, I I got plenty of those but 
one thing I know is Biden is far better than Trump. <laughs> it sucks to say that. Like, oh, he's better than this guy, even though he still fucking sucks. He is better than the, the alternative. And, you know, I still see a lot of the same BS if we put Biden and, you know, Harris in office. But it's unfortunately the better way to go. So I'm going to have to go with them. And God, that fucking, it's hard to say that shit. Really, it sucks that, it really sucks that I, I, I say that, you know, it, it's so hard. In last, the last election was like that. Like, last, like, like, how the fuck do we keep ending? How the fuck do we keep on ending up in a situation of people just saying, fuck. <sighs> I gotta vote for this. All right, man. Fuck. All right. Like, this sucks. <laughs> but, like I said, it's where we're at. But we'll discuss how we get out. Um, I mean, now let's just talk about that old bitch-ass sucker that's currently in the office, you know, Donald Trump. Um, let me start by saying, fuck you, Trump. Um, you're a coward. <laughs> uh, now that we've gotten that out of the way, let's talk about what he's about. Uh, we've seen basically four years of a lot of what he's about. He's about, you know, keeping America racist. I mean, excuse me making America great again <laughs> uh, but yeah it's been a lot of bullshit over the last four years but hey hopefully we're, hopefully we're done guys let's stay strong a couple more months and we, we there we made it um, uh, his America first po uh, principles have you know he has brought back manufacturing jobs but many other sectors have been hit hard because of his tariffs. So if we're addressing the whole America first talk, you know, his actions are kind of contradiction, contradicting the things he's doing. So, I mean, he's not really thinking about America first. He's kind of thinking of, uh, how do I say, Donald Trump first and rich homies first. That's kind of how I see it. Um, uh, his his trade stance has pretty much stayed solid the whole time. He fucking he hates China. <laughs> um, he doesn't hate him, but you know, he he wants us to end the reliance uh, on them, you know, of goods. And you know, I get that. I totally understand not wanting to rely on them, which we do for a lot. We do a lot that. Oh, excuse me. We do a lot of that. But uh, in doing that, he he kind of created a fucking uh, kind of trade war type deal. And what it ended up doing was affecting the middle class. You know, the, the majority of the country is who's going to be affected by what he's doing, not his rich friends, once again. So, fuck him. <laughs> uh, and while I, while I, like I said, I, I agree with the... You know the ending of the reliance of you know on China. I don't think we. There's no way we should end our relationship with them. We we definitely can figure out a way where we can work together, and you know, it'll be hard because you know 
a lot of spies talk about China's theft of intellectual property, but there's got to be another way because this ain't working, you know. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's kind of ridiculous. And, you know, he, he didn't only go after China with, with you know, his his tariffs and his, you know, his hard-hitting bullshit. He, he went after the EU. He went after South America. He went after Canada. And that's why you see, you know, certain goods across the board getting hit by shortages or just not being in stores for weeks because of that little fucking bullshit tariff war. Um, now, when it when it comes to foreign policy, it's kind of the same thing. Um, he he's just a fuck up through and through. <laughs> uh, from leaving the Paris Climate Accord, uh, you know, falling, pushing back on the the WHO, uh, pushing for other countries to increase their military spending that are part of NATO because he's he's saying that you know we we spend way more than the other countries do. Yeah, because we fucking waste money on the military, bro. That's why we're spending more. And he's he's alienating the U.S. with his America First principles when it comes to this by, you know, by making it seem as if the U.S. is self-reliant on itself and needs nothing from the world. When all signs show that countries are much more prosperous when alliances happen and trade is handled correctly. So, I mean, like, I get wanting to bring stuff back to America. I get wanting to rely on America for, you know, a lot of stuff. But being a part of an alliance with other countries isn't bad, especially if it's dealing with fucking climate control that deals with the fucking world, you idiot. (sighs) Jesus, he's so goddamn dumb. (laughs) Oh, goddamn, he's so fucking stupid, Trump. Um, uh, every single one of you know his 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 stance on immigration. Uh, he he's the guy that wants to build a wall. He wants to secure the border. And you know, the funniest part about that is, you know, they've they've said that it's going to curb things like cartel drugs and cartel smuggling. Even though all reports and data and fucking the people working on the front lines have all stated that all that shit goes across the fucking checkpoints, like the border checkpoints. <laughs> that shit goes across that. And that's how majority of it. They got tunnels too. And I don't know how fence is going to fucking stop tunnels. But yeah, they got tunnels. But the majority goes right across that fucking legal border you got so your wall's fucking stupid and a waste of fucking money and tearing up the environment for no reason I mean just so fucking dumb (laughs) oh my god if you support the wall I just gotta say you're fucking dumb and if you donated to that fucking wall fund (laughs) I gotta laugh at you you fucking idiot Ah, you got played. <laughs> oh man, I laugh 
laughed so hard at that one because, oh, God, I had so many people that I knew that were, I'm going to donate, build that wall. <laughs> you fucking idiots. Oh, man. Uh, so, so far, he's uh, secured uh, 445 miles. Uh, secured funding, excuse me, secured funding for 445 miles of the wall. But as of now, only 93 miles has been built. Oh, and by the way, Mexico ain't paid a goddamn dime for it. So, yeah, come out your pockets, people. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, we gonna pay for that shit if he wins. And nothing's going to change as far as immigration, so you're stupid. And, uh, you know, all signs show that it's more than likely not going to get finished. I mean, the, the, the company <laughs> the company that, that got the, the majority of the, the bid of the job is a joke. Their walls are jokes. I mean, there's been videos all over of them just being <laughs> climbed. <laughs> you can literally, like fire fireman like fire pole fucking climb that shit it's it's a, it's a week <laughs> oh man what a dumbass uh he also tried to uh tried and failed to rescind uh the old daca dreamers act um but uh he failed that shit but if he wins he's going back after that shit guys because I don't know if you remember, but they kind of gave him the blueprint on how to go after that shit again. So, yeah, if that motherfucker wins, it's going to be some bad shit going on. Um, so, uh, oh, next up is his healthcare fucking stances, and uh, he's a fuck up in that as well. Uh, I mean, one, one you know, he did do one good thing. He repealed, you know, the tax penalty if you don't have insurance under the Affordable Care Act. You know, I'm not mad at that, but he's fucked up more, so fuck that. Um, you know, his attempts to lower the drug costs, uh, it had little to no effect. And we actually saw an increase in drug prices in 2017, especially for the you know, senior crowd, the people that, needed the most saw an increase so I mean thanks Affordable Care Act uh, for helping and thank you Trump for fucking it up <laughs> uh, he also gave 1.8 billion dollars to battle the opioid crisis but in his attempts to you know fuck up the Affordable Care Act in doing that, he ended up affecting the efficacy of the funding that he gave. So basically, he gave $1.8 million, or $1.8 billion, but everything he's doing is, it's, it's fucking up, you know, the, the, you know, usage of that $1.8 billion, which, so in other words, Trump is, as usual, contradicting, uh, contradicting his actions with his actions, which he's very well known for. I mean, he does it all the time. Um, now, when it comes to this next part, this is probably where he's, like, went in and just with a fucking... He went in there with a goddamn grenade and just, boom, blew that motherfucker up. Um, 
environmental protections and policies are just they're gone you know he he said fuck it yeah he uh he rolled back hundreds of protections that were put in place but he did promise to do that when he campaigned so i mean we were not we can't be that surprised uh you know also like i said earlier withdrawing from that paris climate agreement uh that's been a big mistake and uh, his reasoning is is it was like what the fuck are you talking about he said that it disadvantaged the US to the exclusive benefit of other countries like how the fuck what like how 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 are we how is helping the the climate going to you know exclusive i that's going to help everybody bro <laughs> You know, it's going to help us in the U.S., you know. So, I don't know. He's, he's fucking dumb. Ugh, yeah, he's really, he, he does not give a fuck about the environment. Um, he's rich, so he's like, fuck it. I just, I'll fly a plane all day and not even be on the surface. <laughs> fucking prick. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's definitely where he... He, he promised to do something and he actually fulfilled it. Wow, oh wow. You know, I, I, I'm shocked. He actually did something he said he was going to do. Damn it. He's not a liar completely. <laughs> um, Trump has also been adamant about his defense of uh, the Second Amendment. And uh, after a series of devastating mass shootings in 2017 and 2018, Trump laid out ideas for excuse me, for universal background checks and other safety policies. But once again, that motherfucking implementation, he has yet to actually try to try, not even not implement. He hasn't even tried to implement things. Like attempt it, motherfucker. <laughs> Good God. But Many believe he hasn't moved to do anything because of the opposition from the NRA. And you know the NRA loves some Trump. And Trump loves some NRA. So you can't shit on your boys. You know, that's his, that's his peoples. Ah, man. God damn it, Trump. But, you know, that's, that's just a short little rundown of Trump's bullshit and yeah, I mean, you guys have seen a lot of his bullshit over the years if you've been paying any kind of attention. So, I mean, you know, only one thing can be said about Trump. He's fucking horrible for the country. He's been horrible. He's going to be horrible if he continues to run it. So, you know, we, we you, you can't let this fucking egomaniac win. God damn it. Why does it have to be Biden, though? <laughs> but fucking Biden it is Ugh. <laughs> Ugh, god damn it but you know gotta get out there and get Biden and Kamala in there that's mm. what we got guys go Democrats yay fucking yay <laughs> uh, I will say Trump has made the divide of the two parties even greater and that's 
probably one of the biggest reasons we're in this like the the shit that we're in now is even greater because that divide has gotten even greater um but you know it, it hasn't always been like that and I think this is a good segue into a little sponsorship and uh then uh you know We'll get into that two-party system bullshit. And then you guys can understand just how bad this two-party system is and how we can fix it eventually. And we're back, gang. Ah, man. Oh, I had to pee as well. That's why I had to take a little break. Let me tell y'all, don't hold that shit like I just did. (laughs) That was great (laughs) um so let's get back into this two-party system stuff so this two-party shit it's gotta go pretty much is uh you know my two cents uh a great quote that pretty much sums up this bullshit um it's i i don't know who it came from it didn't it didn't actually say who it came from but uh, damn, I, I felt that shit when I, when I read it. Uh, the quote goes, a divided two-party system makes effective governing difficult under any political system, but almost impossible given U.S. governing institutions. What does that mean? It basically means that because the way the U.S. is set up to be run with the constantly battling two-party system bullshit shit will never get done it's 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 a constant constant fucking revolving door and if you need an example just fucking look at the goddamn second stimulus package from a few weeks ago these motherfuckers uh they just they don't give a fuck they really don't give a fuck about nothing except themselves they're not representing people that's for fucking sure um, so like, wh- where, where did this, where did this shit come from? Because, you know, the country didn't start with two parties. It didn't start with parties. You know, it, it didn't start with shit. When Washington was made president, it was just, you know, the consens- ugh, the consensus agreement to just, hey, yeah, Washington's that dude. President. And that's pretty much how they did it. There wasn't a, he wasn't a Democrat. He wasn't a Republican. He was just, you know that they thought they could run the country and you know him and many of the framers of this country you know they were actually anti-party formation they didn't they didn't like the parties type thing people that like were talking about that shit they were like nah bro what nah we don't want no parties nigga the only parties we doing is motherfucking partying with booze and weed yeah come to the farm son uh but yeah I mean that they didn't want the whole party thing and so I mean something to think about um but fast forward to 1852 pretty much well actually not pretty much but candidate from the Republican or the Democratic Party has been placed in either first or second place in the U.S. presidential election. Except one time, 
one fucking time. But there's a reason for that exception. In 1912, Theodore Roosevelt ran as an independent, and he he came in second behind Woodrow Wilson, who ended up winning. But the reasoning behind that whole anomaly of uh, independent coming in second was, as if you know your U.S. history, Theodore Roosevelt was a president prior to that as a Republican. So people kind of just, like, respected him already and knew him, and they were like, oh, yeah, we know that dude, he was president already, and they voted for him, even though he was an independent. But that was the one anomaly. I mean, you know, you got you know Ross Perot back in the day was ninety two was ninety yeah something like that. He got like I think it was like fifteen or twenty percent of the the popul popul the populist vote, and uh, he got zero electoral vote, so didn't really fucking matter. <laughs> so I mean, the independents, you know, they've been struggling, man. Keep fighting alive. Um, but yeah, two-party system been dominating since 1852, baby, running shit. Um, and you know this it, the two-party domination. It doesn't just happen at the presidential level. Yeah, in Congress, there's there's only one independent, and I'm sure all of you know him, old Bernie Sanders. But even then, he still ran as a fucking Democrat because he knew. That was the only chance he had at even fighting for the presidency. He knew he couldn't do it as an independent. It was impossible. Um, and, and in the Senate, there's only two seats represented by independents. So, I mean, they don't have much influence in, you know, politics. Uh, you know, why is this? I'm sure you guys are asking that. Well, uh, the answer is pretty easy, simple. It's that the, the U.S. political system is set up for two major parties because it awards seats in Congress and the presidency with a winner-take-all method. Uh, so basically, candidates running for Congress need to only get a plurality of the vote to be election elected. Plurality. Meaning, I got 51 votes, you got 49. I fucking win. And... In 48 of those states, presidential candidates get all of the state's electoral votes. All of them. In the way which a fucking president is elected state by state is just ridiculous. As long as they win the plurality, they win the vote of that state. It's, yeah, it doesn't make sense. But that's where we're at right now. And it fucking, God damn it! when I read it, it just, oh, when I read about it, it just fucking makes me even more mad. <laughs> um, and in the 1950s, someone finally kind of like addressed it and talked about it. It was a French sociology professor, Maurice Duverger. I think it's Duverger. Du, Duverger. Duverger. <laughs> Uh, theorized that this kind of setup uh, leads to what effectively is a two-party system. So basically, he, they came up with what's called Duverger's Law, 
and it states that third parties can't compete because there's no prize for there's no prize for winning. For example, fifteen you know fifteen to twenty five percent of the vote. There's nothing you don't get anything for that. You you get a high five and a pat on the back, but bye, go the fuck home, peace out. And what this ends up doing is it leads voters to choose candidates who are most likely to win. And it leads parties to try to broaden their appeal to half of that electorate. And you definitely can see that right fucking now. And man, that French guy was, he was on point. Fuck. <laughs> he had it so right. <sighs> but yeah, I'm sure, you know, the U.S. probably was like, ah, shut up, Frenchie. They don't listen. Um, now, I'm not saying, you know, there's not independence, you know, at any level of the government. You know, there's, you know, there's the occasional governor, like I said, senator. Um, yeah, but often these parties, you know, they have limited, very limited overall influence. And, you know, they have a hard time just becoming a part of you know, the, the whole national federal movement and trying to get shit done. They don't really have, they don't play a part because they're, they're so small. They just, they're independent. <laughs> um, and part of this problem comes from the party's difficulty in winning in the first place. Uh, another part of the problem is that the two main parties can pretty much make it either challenging for the third parties or fucking impossible for them to even qualify for the ballot in a given election. So, you know, <laughs> it's crazy when I found this out, but here in the U.S., we allow each state to determine how a presidential candidate gets on the ballot. So, you know, that means that the third-party candidates that generally, you know, generally have to be really fucking rich <laughs> so that they can fund their own campaigns and, you know, actually satisfy the you know, the crazy requirements i.e. Ross Perot dude was fucking filthy rich he was able to kind of fund himself you know that was back in 92 nowadays it's a fucking whew, it's expensive <laughs> but yeah I mean like it's fucking impossible for them to, 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 to do it they don't they don't even get federal funding they don't meet the requirements as a party to get federal campaign funding. So they, they, they have, they really don't have a dog in a, in the fight at, at this point. And it, it sucks, man. Damn. Cause there's some independents out there that are like, yeah, that dude's solid, but you ain't got a fucking chance on me. <laughs> not with this system, not this current system we got. So, I mean, you know, damn, we got to navigate this shit. Um, so, how do we get out of this bullshit? Well, the answer is simple and complicated. Uh, but the simple part is we we kind we got to get rid of the two party system. Not get rid of it, but kind of like just ref reform that shit, change it up, you know. And but there's other things we could also try, you know. And you know, if you look at other advanced countries, a lot of them boast multiple party systems, and it seems to work. You know, it works, but it's easier said than done. 
but it ne- it needs to be done. That's that's the whole thing. And you know, I I was gonna get into the whole breakdown of how you know Fox News and social media, Russia, and just the overall ignorance of and racism got us into this current situation. Besides, besides the two party system. Uh, but after researching those things, I got, I, that shit's gonna be its own episode. Like, <laughs> I'm gonna have to do that's gonna be its own thing because it even might be two parts. That shit's so crazy. Like, when you start reading into it, man, it gets crazy with all the details and intricacies of everything that went into getting him elected. It's fucking nuts. So, stay tuned for that one in the fucking near future very near future um uh so let's talk about how we escape this you know the two-party the the two-party shit that is obviously destroying the country um it will take time it's not something that can be done overnight it's going to take time we got to work really fucking hard and diligently and it's going to take both fucking parties understanding that we need to change and uh, you know the problem with the problem is that it's not political parties the problem is when these parties assume too much power and they suck all the air out of the room that that's fucking this this fucking country's democracy and it, it, it's destroying the country one day at a time uh, one thing that has been you know it's been pitched it's been talked about People have, you know, looked at it. And, you know, I don't know if many people studied it. Uh, I'm not going to fucking study it. <laughs> that shit's for the fucking politicians. Uh, but one thing that's been pitched is the party list system with, you know, some small tweaks to it. Uh, the party list systems uh, is basically, it's, it's a family of voting systems emphasizing proportional representation in elections in which multiple candidates are elected. So think elections to parliament. Uh, uh, through through these allocations uh, to an electoral list, uh, in this system, people tend to be represented way better, way better. And because, like, they're represented better because of how many people are representing. There's more people representing them so the, there's more ideas being represented, so i.e. better representation. Uh, in these systems, parties make lists of candidates to be elected, and seats are distributed uh, to each party in proportion to the number of votes the party receives. So then voters may vote directly for the party or for the candidates who vote, uh, whose vote total will pull to the party or for a list of candidates. Um, because of that, it just it just represents everyone more, and because of that, more people then turn out to vote. And the voter turnout in countries that do this, it tends to be much better than the U.S. Uh, notable countries are like Finland, Norway, Germany, uh, Netherlands, Israel, so I mean, like, there's there's a lot of you know developed, great ran countries that use either this system completely or parts of this system 
to run their, their government. Um, another system is uh, that could be considered is uh, it's called instant runoff voting or IRV or some people refer to it as alternative uh, Jesus alternative voting system. Uh, this type of voting method is used in single seat elections with more than two candidates. So instead of instead of indicating support for only one guy or one woman, excuse me, one one candidate, voters uh, voters in these elections can rank the candidates in order of preference. So like with the Dems, you could have been like, oh, I like you know, I like Buttigieg first, and then I like Biden second. I like. Kamala the third. That's how you basically you order them. Uh, ballots are initially counted for each voter's top choice. So your top choice, boom, boom, they get that count. So if the candidate has more than half of the vote based on the first choices, boom, that candidate wins. But if not, then the candidate with the fewest votes is then eliminated. The voters who selected the defeated candidate as their first choice, then have their votes, boop, added to the total of the next choice. So say you're, you're like fourth choice, got eliminated, but or you're, you're, uh, the fourth choice got eliminated, excuse me, the fourth place person got eliminated, but that was your first place person. Now those votes are going to go to the next person that was up in line for you. Uh, the, this process continues until a candidate has more than half the votes. And then uh, when the field is finally reduced to two, that's when it becomes an instant runoff. Uh, that allows the comparison of two top candidates head to head. So basically it's like it's like narrowed down to who's the best uh, instead of just plurality bull. So compared to plurality voting, you know, uh, it can you know it can reduce the effect of vote splitting when multiple candidates earn support from like-minded voters. That's one of the main like big things it can really help with. Uh, a few countries practice uh, Australia, um, Ireland, but a lot of like lo local local. Uh, Places in Maine use it. Uh, New York City has moved to this voting style starting in 2021 completely. And they're mainly doing that because it just, they, they, that's the type of city that needs representation in a large way because it's just a melting pot of just ethnicities and races all over the city. So I could see why they moved to that. I think it's a better for places like that. It just makes more sense. Uh, and then finally, the last way we can do it is uh, we can just we can just do better as uh, you know as people being more educated on the candidates and the politics that they represent. That's uh, you know over the last few months, I've noticed people not knowing shit about the candidates they're supporting or their fucking politics, but instead just identifying with their political party. Like, oh, well, I voted them last time. That's a them. Boom. And that was a lot of people's mind. Or they'd just be like, oh, that person said something cool. Boom. Voting for them. And that shit's got to stop. Uh, P 
people need to rely less on the words of others as well. Like, stop just listening to this fucking dude that's telling you shit and start figuring shit out on your own. Because I can tell you right now, most people will tell you anything that supports their agenda. And, it, and that agenda might not represent what you're looking for. So research shit on your own and like research it fucking hard. Research these candidates harder than you fucking research anyone in your life. Because these people are, are they're making huge decisions that are affecting a lot of fucking things, guys. So, I mean, you can't, you can't really take it too lax because I think we took it too lax when Donald Trump was running last time and we got Donald Trump. So, lesson learned, tighten the fuck up. And it starts at the local level. It doesn't start at the presidential level. It starts locally. So, start there and start holding these fucking politicians accountable. Start fucking, start grilling their ass. Really, really get into that motherfucker's ass and get some answers. Like, no more bullshit fucking wordplay bullshit that they keep on throwing out. That's got to stop. Right now. Um, you know, and if I don't, you know, stop right now, I, I'm just going to rant forever. I'm, I'm going to wrap this one up. Uh, I, I lost my guest. I was supposed to have a friend on. He ended up getting sick. I hope it's not Corona. Uh, he, but you know, he went and got tested. So hopefully he's, uh, he's all good. And next time he can, he can join me and we can talk some shop. Um, but, uh, yeah, this is, this is going to be a very, very interesting election for two reasons, because, you know, one, we get, we, we have to get Trump the fuck out of there. That's a, that's a must, but also because the the precedent that this election is setting you know this is uh setting a uh precedent where this is the first time a Joe Biden can sit back and not do anything he could still get all the votes he was going to get by going out and doing something like that's a scary thought but that's where we're at and uh, this two-party debacle is it's, it's, it's getting worse because, you know, this whole we have to get this guy out mentality many have in this country. But that mentality comes with future possibility of more things like this happening. So, you know, keep that in mind. You know. Something to think about. Uh, and, you know, think about all, think about that all this you know, all this represents you, you people, your families. Like, all this stuff affects all of them. So, use that shit wisely. I'm telling you, that shit is going to be, it's going to be a big time election in November, folks. And m many more elections, locally, statewide, you know, all that shit. Focus, focus, focus. But, uh, yeah, tune in next week, and uh, I'll be doing what is probably going to be my favorite topic for a while, <laughs> and I actually might have to make this in two parts, because it's so fucking good. <laughs> uh, we're going to dive into 
those fucking crazy conspiracies. <laughs> I'm going to talk about, uh, you know, when did conspiracies start, uh, how social media has made them even crazier than they ever have been. And then I'll, uh, I'll go over some of the conspiracies that turned out to be true. And then I'll uh, also, I'll just go over the, the wildest conspiracies, you know, of past and present. And I'm sure you've heard some of them in these last couple of months because <laughs> there's been plenty of them. <laughs> <coughs> but uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're going to dive deep into all that and have some fun with those. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, till next time, Tokers. Enjoy your week, and I'll uh, holla at y'all next week for another fun session. Holla. <laughs>